This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Stephen. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that, too. Oh, yeah. All really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. On this week's episode of Headlock Talk, Steven and I break down a very contentious and fractured week in pro wrestling. Indeed, from everything from Raw Underground and the Retribution Group to AEW Heels, we talk about it all. That's about the time I made a man disappear. Wait, what does that mean? Disappear. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. (laughs) I am, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt. And right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going? That's oh, going good, man. It's going good. Yeah. Nice. nice. Pretty tired, but uh, we have some fun, interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. What a week in wrestling it's been, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's it's almost gotten me exhausted, but you know what? That's okay. 
because we're going to talk <laughs> all about it uh, just so that way we can cleanse ourselves of all of this madness here that's going yes, on. Yes, yes. And I tried thinking of, you know, what would be the best way to open the show? Uh, should we talk about AEW Heels, which has a lot of people upset? Should we mm. talk about Retribution or Raw Underground, which has left people mildly confused, to say the least? Confused, I think, is a good word. Yeah. Um, but but no. You see, I think we need to talk about Marty Jannetty. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Marty Jannetty, who's never been, um, I guess, a stranger to controversy uh, in his life. Uh, Marty Jannetty put out a very troubling Facebook post uh, earlier this week uh, that left a lot of people scratching their heads and awfully concerned. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it. I don't know. It. <sighs> As I was reading this, I was like just instinctively picking up my phone and and like I dialed nine one one before I even really like realized what I was doing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Let, let's 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 talk about it. Yeah. So Marty Janetti posted something onto Facebook, and I I cannot describe maybe his state of mind or what would cause him to even go to the internet to say this. Um, but the following is shocking, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so I will read an excerpt here from Marty Jannetty's uh, Facebook post. Um, I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him, and I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently come back from Vietnam. V- Vietnam, Stephen. Vietnam, yes. <laughs> he spelled it out, too. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was 13. Working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from someone who worked there. And he put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the bowling alley. You already know what was what he was going to try to do. Uh, that was the very first time I made a man disappear. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, they never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. But Winnie, the girl in these pictures, I likes you so damn much. Probably my favorite. But I promised myself way back then no one would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your effing Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. Now. (laughs) Okay. um, Okay. There's a lot going on here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, So like you said, (laughs) we can't really like speak to his mindset. In this, uh, I mean, he's very, I would say he's clearly inebriated in some way. Um, I, I can't see a sober person posting something like this, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it has, uh, you know, casual racism, yes. casual uh, um, sex, not sexism, but like homophobia. <laughs> yes, yes, and for then, sure. And then smack in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He says that this is the first time I made a man disappear. I don't and, know if he's aware that he just like admitted to uh to a murder. Well, I'm not sure either, but like he goes on to say they never found him. They should have checked uh they should have looked in the Chattahoochee River, which I mean, that sounds made up, but then again, I it don't does. I, I don't live there, so I don't I don't know what that means. Um 
I mean, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, is what's, what's the Chattahoochee River? Is that a place? Uh, let me let me check and see where the Chattahoochee River is. Chattahoochee. See, one of one of the things that confuses me about this post, honestly, <clears throat> is there there's three distinct things in here. One, he uh, I guess uh, alleges that that uh, a man was you know trying to sexually assault him at, at 13 at a bowling alley. That's one. Two is that he uh, made a man disappear. Uh, also, for the very first time, that that means that there could be multiple times. <laughs> there could be multiple times. That's really unsettling. And then three <laughs> is the this last uh, little paragraph about Winnie, uh, the girl in the pictures that he attached on the post. And I don't know how those three connect in any way. Yeah, like, I, those I, three points make no sense. Yeah, I'm 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 really not sure. And I'm not sure if he understands if it made sense because per WrestlingEdge.com, Marty Janetti went on to clarify his Facebook post, further detailing an alleged killing. Uh, oh, probably not the best idea. So he deleted the original Facebook post after a police investigation was opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> regarding that's, this, that's year. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, let me see here. He appeared on a video for Boston Wrestling MFW. Um, it goes on to say, an unintelligible Genetti added the following details. <laughs> so we know Wrestling Edge has a good sense of humor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, we're in the car. He grabbed me there. And I'm like, no, no, no. I have nothing against gay people. That don't bother me. Just don't force the issue on me. I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's forcing an issue. I think that's just sexual assault. Um, yeah, absolutely. He gently fondled me. Oh. <laughs> I wanted okay. to I wanted to get out of the car, and he got mad and angry. He jumped out of the car, grabbed me by my hair. I couldn't get away. He's dragging me back to the, uh, he's dra- dragging me to the back of the bowling alley and threw me to the ground, and he was trying to pull my pants down. Um, hmm. It was a brick. Uh, it was a brick laying there. What do you do when you're 13? I can't say he deserved to die, but he deserved to get his ass beat. When I was beating him in the head with a brick, I was only God. trying to beat his ass. I wasn't trying to kill him. Can you imagine dragging a guy to a river and throwing him, and then finding out the news that this guy is missing? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine that. I I, I don't imagine that. It's, no, um, I mean not. No, <laughs> no. It's um, I just don't know. <laughs> um, the article goes on to say, while there is currently a police investigation, there is no indication of whom the alleged victim may be. Uh, the same interview uh, in the same interview, Genetti claims to be informed about a warrant though this is unverified. Um, th- though Marty was advised to not take part in interviews, this interview is available for uh, available in full at this link here at wrestling-edge.com. Um, so, Stephen, um, yes. <laughs> I don't know how you get from, I'm going to take this brick and I'm going to beat this guy, uh, but but not murder him. Right, mm-hmm. like typically, mm-hmm. that's that's um, 
<laughs> that's like the oldest form of murder. That's a murder weapon for sure. Yeah. If you think of a brick in a crime show, it's a murder weapon for sure. Yeah. So uh, this is just such a, such a confusing post. There, there's a lot in here. Uh, so I, I do want to just clarify and say like, look, if, if this story is like 100% true, um, you know, Marty, I, I'm, I'm sad that this happened to you. Um, you know, obviously I can understand self-defense in certain, uh, certain contexts and certain events. I'd like to know more about what happened here to actually, you know, have an opinion on the event itself. Right. But, but just commenting on, uh, Marty and how he's handling this, um, terribly. Is how he's handling handling this, right? A- absolutely terribly. My question here still continues to be: This is the first time you made a man right. disappear, right? Clarify these other occasions where you mm-hmm. made a man disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if, you're, and, if and... you're talking about yourself, then that's one thing, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, 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 you've I'm kind the of man. Dis- yeah, you've kind of disappeared multiple times, <laughs> Marty. Um, right, right. But um, <laughs> I don't think that's what he's referring to here. No, um, it doesn't seem like it is, and that's really like the troubling part because, like, when this first came out, and before Marty had like given the second interview and everything, everyone was like, "Oh, he didn't say kill a man; he said make a man disappear." That could mean a lot of things, y'all. Like, let's let's hear him out. But then he came out and said, "No, like, no, I definitely killed that dude." So. Um, <laughs> that that makes me like super weary of any more news coming out of this. Exactly. That, that's that's my whole thing. That's that's a hundred percent. Well, with that being said, uh, Raw was quite interesting, Stephen. Let's turn to some Raw news here. Yes, yes. Um, Raw had the debut of the um, uh, well, a couple things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They 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 did the debut of Raw Underground, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, Stephen um, Raw Underground in its I guess at its core seems to be Raw I guess WWE Raw's take on like GCW Bloodsport or mm, like like, yeah. like like worked MMA I guess mm-hmm. um, I I, I I'm, um, I'm a mixed. I'm of mixed opinion because from what I saw, I wasn't really a huge fan. But right. with that being said, I think it shows a lot of potential. Um, I hate right. to leave and, you. Ha- and, I, I hate to leave you hanging here for a second, Stephen. But I'm I'm gonna go. My my breakfast just arrived. I'm gonna go grab my breakfast real quick. But if you want okay, to delight yeah. the listeners, as yeah, to, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk about Raw Underground. So yeah. Um, so I definitely understand Tanner being like very apprehensive about this. Um. <clears throat> I mean, even myself, I'm a little apprehensive about it, I would say. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of like what we were actually shown of it. Um, but what what I'm really excited about is just like the prospect of it. And, and like Tanner was saying, the, the potential of it. Um, I, I'm really hoping that they go for more of that GCW Bloodsport style and, and continue kind of in that direction instead of doing like a work like cinematic MMA match. Um, I, I think the Bloodsport kind of style would would fit a lot better. So I don't know. I, I'm excited, but I'm also apprehensive. Um, 
Raw hasn't. I mean, Raw hasn't done anything like this uh, before. And, and honestly, with a three-hour runtime, having something this different smack dab in the middle of it could possibly be a good thing. It could be a way to you know have people. Uh, I, I don't know, just give a break from the monotony a little bit. Um, I, I think if they were going to go for this, um, you know, kind of blood sport kind of style it would be really cool if raw underground was like a recurring weekly thing where you know for example that would raw underground would be the last hour of raw or whatever Mm. and and that way you know if someone is not the biggest fan of what raw is doing nowadays they can tune in on the last hour of raw because they're really enjoying underground or even vice versa they can tune into the first two hours of raw if that's what they're looking for uh and then if they don't particularly care for underground well hey it's on the last hour you don't really have to catch it if you don't want to Mm -hmm. um so i don't know it's interesting it's very very interesting what we saw was a little weird in my opinion but i'm i'm super pumped for just the the possibility of it you know what i mean Right, right, and uh, I, I say that as I'm sipping on my my McCafe iced coffee here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's sponsorship. No, yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's um, I I agree with the points that you raised here about it being possibly just like a third hour exclusive, where mm-hmm. eventually they could have their own storylines. They could have you know their own kind of um, their own kind of vibe, basically for that last hour, um, mm-hmm. and then like do like a cutoff and be like, "All right, guys, this is the end of Raw. St- stay tuned here for Raw Underground," and it kind of like fi- like phases out and goes into Raw Underground or something like that. Yeah, I'm imagining like a really really cool graphic where like they the camera like dives underground. And then like resurfaces in like this this yeah, warehouse like, facility yeah, that they're at, like skulls and bones and stuff like that, just like Dude, flying yeah. at the screen. That'd be cool, That'd be cool. <laughs> um, but but no, I, yeah. I mean it's it's certainly interesting. Um, uh, I was saying like like you, what we saw was a, a little weird. Um, but just from a proof of concept standpoint, yes. I'm intrigued. I am too. You see, I think that they could really make things work with it um, if, if they give it the right amount of, um, how, how does one say, tender loving care, right? Right, right. Um, because there, there were some people that I saw where it was like, okay, I can understand maybe um, Eric uh, from the Viking Raiders, how he would be somebody great to have on here because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like he could really mess you up. Um, you know, um, Dolph Ziggler was on there. I, I mean, look, <laughs> sweet, sweet, <laughs> not, not my first pick. Um, yeah, but whatever. Um, so like, there's there's a difference in guys that you could bring into this whole thing. Maybe maybe you have mm-hmm. Dolph there be this pretty boy kind of guy who just gets his ass beat sometimes. Right. Um, but like, I mean, that's basically what he is on Raw, right? I mean, essentially, <laughs> right? Um, but like, I, I I really do believe that you know, with these guys that they're trying to bring in there, they need to make it look really snug. Like, they need to have mm-hmm. these guys watching, um, watching like a lot of New Japan. They need to be watching like a lot of the GCW Bloodsport stuff. And I would even right. recommend, hey, watch a lot of UFC and Bellator because, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's the style that you're trying to aim for, and on plenty of occasions there in the first run, I was looking at it and being like, you know, this isn't really, like, like I can tell that this has worked. I can tell that this right, is right. fake. Like, if somebody tuned into this and they were like, oh, what's this? And they're like, oh, that, that elbow shot didn't actually connect while the guy was, like, mounting him, right? Right. Like, I mean, as clear as day, people are going to be confused and be like, what the hell's this? And turn it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, there is a way that you can properly do this and not look foolish. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I do think that they need to, um, I guess, pull pull back Shane McMahon's role a little bit more. I, I don't think that he should be jumping into the 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 ring area and being like, "All right, that's it, that's it, that's enough." You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that that should be the ref's call, and and then like mm-hmm. Shane be like the GM and like MCing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the the ref should probably just, like step in and like call the fight, right? Oh um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and, and I that's mean, what Shane would be ideal. Right, right. Shane's cool and all. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I like Shane a lot. Yeah, I have um, nothing against Shane. I think it's it's actually a good move for him to be there. It true. Definitely. But I, I think for this thing to really take off, it needs to be its own thing. And, and it, it needs to not rely on like, oh, the zaniness of Shane McMahon or like, oh, right. the the weird storylines that that Raw has. And those will transfer into Underground. Like, I really think Underground needs to be its own thing with mm-hmm. its own style and, mm-hmm. and and like leave Shane on Underground. We don't need to see Shane on regular Raw. He needs to be with Underground and uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that if they do a bunch of little things correctly, this could be really awesome. Right. Um, I, I do have some roster suggestions, mm-hmm. um, of course. Um, I think for a show like this, I think you definitely need guys like Matt Riddle. I think you yes. need guys like Timothy Thatcher, uh, mm-hmm. like Oni Lorcan. Uh, Alistair Black would be a great addition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that those are um, Cesaro. I think yes, that you, you, yes. you need guys who um, who are experienced grapplers uh, who can really Daniel kind of Bryan. Work, work that style. I, I see. I thought about Daniel Bryan uh, for a minute, and I thought that that could be good. He's mm-hmm. he's he's very polished though. So yeah, I don't know. True. I don't know how that how that would work. But maybe somebody like Shorty G. Who needs mm. a, like a full-on revamp? Yeah, Maybe yeah. somebody like him would really work very well in, in this kind of division because he's got the same kind of wrestling skills that Daniel Bryan has, but he he that could really add actually like a good edge and maybe he just like drops the name Shorty G and maybe he just becomes G or G. or Gable. Um, yeah, you know, Ga- uh, yes, change it to Gable. Yes. Chad Gable. Maybe use his actual real name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would work. Yeah, crazy. Um, I know, right? Just outside the box thinking here. What a concept. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think you could really pull something off that's, that would be very cool with, with those kind of guys um, that would actually add like this element of realism. I really do like the shout that you made for Aleister Black because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of this is like grappling and stuff like that, but some of the best um, like mixed martial artists in the world are not like solely just grapplers mm-hmm. they are they are guys who are very adept at striking as well and i think yep. alistair black does fit that to a t mm-hmm. 
No, 100 percent. I mean, it's it's going to come down to a lot of little things being done right. Uh, But the the really good thing about this is the foundation that they've built is really, really good. I think, in my opinion, Um, with with what we've seen so far, like we were saying, it wasn't the greatest. um, But just from a proof of concept standpoint, it's really exciting. And if they're able to to just really stay with it. Mm. and not let it go off the rails and and just really dial in what they want it to be, Mm -hmm. it can be really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that for sure. Let's move on to some more Raw happenings here. Antifa has has invaded WWE. (laughs) Um, At least that's what I've heard in some circles around the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, of course, talking about the new faction, Retribution. Yes. Um, who they, um, they're, they're, besides the name Retribution, they're really nameless and faceless at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they jump into the ring or, uh, or, you know, wearing all black, uh, with, uh, black balaclava masks on, um, mm-hmm. uh, or, or they, um, they are throwing Molotov cocktails at generators outside of WWE. Yeah. Uh, one of them's holding a chainsaw. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a whole thing. Like they, yeah. they they certainly make made Michael Cole poo. Um, he yeah. <laughs> oh my god, is it retribution? Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> um. So yeah, Stephen. Um, what do you think of this retribution? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it's. I I mean, this has been done before. Like the you know the masked. Masked guys come in, cause chaos. Oh my God, who are they? What do they want? It, it's it's been done. It's been done a lot. What are your um, demands? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. We we know nothing about it, pretty much. So uh, I I want to see what it is, what 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 they want, mm-hmm. what what the whole point of this is, uh, per se. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. I, like like I've said, they they've done this kind of angle. Um, so 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 much throughout the years it, who knows it could be great it, it could be terrible we don't really know anything you know i i don't mind an invading force faction per se neither do i no um what i was most offended by was the awful camera work so this again goes to um oh, my God, friend yeah. and yours kevin dunn who yes. should have been axed a long time ago mm-hmm. um but um uh, Alas, he's still here. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I'm so terribly sick and tired of the shaking and bobbing camera, uh, and like the, the, the Blair Witch Project, f- like found footage style mm-hmm. camera work that they do uh, when when things like hit the fan, right? Like, right. It's just so uh, disorienting. And, and see, no, you're exactly right. And, and that style can be cool. If used in the in the right context, but when it's when that's the default, it's annoying. Right, like I, I like in a two minute clip, uh, I don't need seventy camera cuts. Right, no, not like at all. it's 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 unreasonable. It's this it's, isn't a Marvel movie. Like. R- right, well, even Marvel's like like tempered compared to to that. Yeah, right? no, you're right. You're right. Um, it it was just it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the idea. I think that it could work. 
Uh, we'll have to see what happens with it, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I mean, do you think that this could be something that's that that's long term and that could actually like you know tell a de- a decent enough story, Stephen? Or is this just them throwing you know throwing shit at the wall and hoping to see what sticks? Uh, man, honestly, I, I think it might be too early to tell. Uh, I mean, it, it certainly looks like they're they're trying to go pretty big with the storyline. I mean, both of these guys, I, or not both these guys, but all these guys are, uh, you know, on both shows, uh, you know, causing havoc. So, I mean, obviously, they're they're trying to show that whatever is happening is important to some degree. Hmm. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, they've done this angle so many times before and, you know, oftentimes they'll throw it away immediately. Sometimes they won't and it will be a long time story. Um, I, I think with them being on both shows, that's certainly telling that they're most likely trying to make this a long term thing. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's really too early to be able to tell for sure, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, um, is there anybody who you feel as though could possibly be in this faction right now? Hmm. Hmm. Shorty G. Okay, you're thinking Shorty G. Could um, be. I I did see someone in uh in in Retribution who looked um I guess from from what it could tell facial structure wise from mm-hmm. from uh from the eyes and her lips looked as though it might have been Carmella. Um, there is oh, definitely at least a a, a female. At least one female on the roster in the group retribution. Um, okay. But I, I mean, I'm not quite sure. See, and um, that's interesting too. If it is Carmilla, uh, because it's it's equally likely that these aren't people that we know. Um, but but if one of them is Carmilla, then possibly it is a bunch of superstars that we do know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Possibly. Possibly other shout-outs uh, that I've seen across the internet include uh, people like Dominic Dijakovic, uh, though no one that I saw in the ring looked nearly tall enough to be Dijakovic. So yeah, yeah, um, I I do want to make that clear. Um, well, that I think that covers the uh, the raw happenings here, Stephen. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to something that really makes people upset. Uh, Alrighty, let's do yeah, it. <laughs> AEW heels. Uh, per ringside news, Brandy Rhodes says AEW heels is a massive success. Hmm. AEW heels open up a new subscription based service for female wrestling fans. Brandy Rhodes was proud to be, uh, to bring AEW heels to the public. And now she is even more proud to declare it is a success. Um, she did post on her, uh, Instagram, uh, AW Heels was a massive success last night. We exceeded the number of membership signups uh, necessary to continue to move the fan club uh, onward and upward. Thank you to every person that joined last night and those with memberships that were um, unable to make it. The best is yet to come. Uh, she goes on to say a lot more here. Um, but uh, because I'm all about providing fair and balanced point of views... Um, there is, of course, an article, uh, detailed by theovertimer.com and writer, uh, Reese 
Bolton, um, uh, in which uh, AEW Heels has hit some controversy. Uh, the article earmarks that uh, it has been attacked by fans of AEW, saying that AEW already has a platform for fem- for the female division, this being the actual two-hour show that hasn't really had that much focus on the women's roster. Uh, that being said, uh, it is felt some, um, it, it, it has had some extra presence in recent times because of the, um, I guess the, the segments that they've been doing for the AEW women's tag team tournament. Um, the new subscription for the AEW has sparked more criticism for the failed booking of the women's uh, roster. AEW heels could be great, a great thought in the future. Although at the minute it feels like it has just started, um, I will go on to say that the, the price of AEW heels is fifty dollars. Uh, again, that's that's fifty dollars five zero. Mm-hmm. Um, the members receive access to a variety of features, including virtual meet and greets, video conference discussions with industry experts, exclusive AEW talent and Q and A sessions, customized merchandise, special promotions, themed parties, and more. Uh, the secure space enables AEW Heels members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passions for women's wrestling. Uh, AEW Heels uh, website goes on to say. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, uh, once again, a lot to unpack here. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly see both sides of the argument, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, but let me get your take first. Yeah. Um. So right off the bat, I, I just I think it's kind of weird, um, personally. Uh, now now let me say this: I, I'm all for like women's involvement and, and everything like that. I, I'm not trying to to take away anything from that. Um, I, I just think it's kind of weird that AEW decided to go for this kind of um, you know niche uh, subscription service uh, instead of a more broader subscription service uh considering that they really don't have one of those yet um i I would assume that they would want to do something similar to uh the wwe network uh for AEW first before doing something like this uh and and so that's one of the arguments that i do kind of agree with is that you know why is you know the women's division as a whole getting this this new shiny subscription service uh when that's one of your most neglected divisions, and also you already don't have a streaming service for the rest of your product. So I, mm. I definitely can understand that sentiment. I, I really do. Um, well, and and, and, and I, I don't think it's necessarily for me. I, I don't think it's like why are the women getting this right? Um, no, I, I think that they they absolutely deserve it, and I think that. Um, well, let me put it this way. Uh, Wrestling, pro wrestling as a whole, has for the longest time been a particularly male-driven kind of pastime, right? This is true. Uh, more and more women have gotten gotten involved in pro wrestling, uh, probably within the last thirty, you know, thirty to forty years. You you start mm-hmm. to see more women fans, uh, more female fans, rather. Um, but I mean, you, there is maybe. Um, I don't want to use the, the the term toxic masculinity, but there is like there there is this over abundance of of male fans compared to female fans. So maybe yes. there's a bit of insecurity there, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. being said, um, I think there's a lot of distrust in terms of like, well, you know, and a lot of the arguments that I've seen at least have been, 
you know, oh, well, you're, you're booking the women's division in, in such a poor way. You know, you're, you've, you've, you did this tag team tournament for the women's division, yet it's exclusively on AEW Dark on YouTube, which yeah. um, I won't miss mince words. I don't watch it, and I know a bunch, a, a bunch of other yeah. female and male uh, content creators who do not watch AEW Dark. I don't. Um, there you go. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of pointless to do this whole thing and make it a big deal and seem like you're doing like it inclusivity uh, mm-hmm. like, or being an inclusive kind of deal here when you're really shunning it to, um, I guess, a place where nobody's really watching it or paying attention to it, right? No, for, for sure. And, and that's what I think is so weird about this is like, I'm not saying that AEW's women's division is bad necessarily. Right, right. But it, I didn't think you were. No, no. It, it's just it's nowhere near where it where it should be, or or where let me rephrase that where it could be. Uh, this where we are right now. Uh, it, you know, in terms of Dynamite being on for uh, almost a year at this point. So, right. um. I don't know. It's just very strange to me. Like AEW heels seems like that seems like an extra tab on the larger AEW streaming platform. It, it doesn't seem like its own standalone thing. And, mm. and certainly AEW is really not giving a big reason for this thing to be its own thing. I, I mean, like you said, that that tag division tournament is going on on AEW Dark, and so it's like. Okay, I understand Dark is a product that y'all put out for for us, but at the same time, no matter how no matter how much you want to talk about it, Dark doesn't feel as important as Dynamite. So what you're telling me is that this tag division isn't important enough to be on Dynamite. And, and so with with you telling me that, why why does it then need its own subscription service? You know what right. I mean? Right. Um and and so I'll 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 give you the other side of the argument because I I, um, uh, I asked Mrs. Headlock talk because mm-hmm. because I, I know a female yes um, you know and um, uh, I I put it to her in terms uh, because she's not a wrestling fan I put it to her in terms that maybe she would be more agreeable to mm-hmm. so so I said look if you were a podcaster about um, Disney. For example, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're talking about Disney. Uh, you're talking about the new shows that they come out with, and you talk about Disneyland, and you can talk about all sorts of stuff, right? That's what your podcast is. Mm-hmm. If if Disney provided uh, an outlet here uh, that was forty nine dollars a month, um, let's say, or, I'm sorry, forty nine dollars a year, uh, where members receive um, you know the, these features like meet and greets and video conferences with industry experts. Um, Q and A sessions with talent, right? Uh, merchandise parties, this kind of stuff. Would mm-hmm. this be something that you would be interested in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she said to me, and this is this is her words. She said that forty nine dollars would be too cheap. She said that, mm. that that she would she would have expected to pay actually a higher price uh, for for a service like that. I see. Now, now for that being said. You know, I mean, I think there's a there's a lot that goes into that. Obviously, we're comparing mm-hmm. Disney with AEW, right? Right, right. Um, but I I think that there is maybe um, how do how do I say this? Um, 
I think that there are a lot of people out there right now, especially in this time, that are struggling financially, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And some people, their whole entire career revolves around content creation. Um, Right. For better or worse, that's that's what you're doing. That's what you're passionate about. That's what your dedication is. That's what's driving you every day is content creation. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are to put up $50... Uh, to get this access and this inclusivity here uh, as an effort to perhaps further your career, uh, that can sometimes be a gamble. That that might be that might be um, you know a grocery bill that that you right. weren't expected to pay, but you but you're passionate about it and you you feel like maybe you know you have to you know get involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've I've heard in other circles, why is it that there's even this thing in the first place where you have to pay fifty dollars, right? Why can't there be mm-hmm. a safe space? There are plenty of safe of safe spaces rather for uh, for women in wrestling to talk and have safe conversations, um, you know, about this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I I can see both sides of the coin, and this is just me again as a as a male wrestling fan. Um, right, I do see the benefits of paying for a subscription service for this here, uh, mm-hmm. if it is an, an effort to further your career. But I also see how people are saying fifty dollars is that's that's a lot of money to put up just for a um, a, a subscription um, to to create to I guess help perhaps further advance your career. It's not a it's not a guarantee. It's it's a perhaps. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's really at the end of the day, uh, you know, I I don't think it's like a bad thing necessarily. In fact, I think it's a good thing. It, it gives people, you know, the the people that want the want the access and don't mind spending that money, it gives them that option, which is a good thing. Um, but for me, it's just weird, uh, kind of confusing to to me. It comes uh, across I'm, to it comes across to me, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it comes across no, to ahead. me as like it comes across to me as awfully two faced, right? Like, a little hey, bit. we're trying to yeah. do this really good thing. Like, it's really cool. Like, you get a lot of great benefits, blah, blah, blah. But we're charging this fee, right? Right, like, Especially right. right now, we're charging this fee. Um, yeah, well, well, and it's also, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to offend anybody by saying this. But, uh, you know, it, it has this, you know, women's empowerment kind of connotation to it. Right. And, and then you put the women's tag division on dark. And so it's like, yeah. okay, like it's just really confusing, honestly. Well, and and here's the other thing too, like um, inclusivity is at its core, meaning for for you know people to be involved, like like all right. all, all people can be involved in this. Um, you attach this fee to it, and you've turned inclusivity uh, into exclusivity in sheep's right. clothing. To me, yep. Yeah, so it, it's it's awfully two faced. Uh, I get it. Um, it's 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 got a lot of great benefits. It's got um, obviously it looks as though there's merchandise. There's people that need to get paid that are industry experts and you know talent mm-hmm. who are doing these Q and A's and exclusive things here, right? And, and obviously they they've got a. I mean, perhaps this is something where they have to make a little bit of money in order to keep the machine going a little bit. Right, right. But but at the same time, like I said, I, I feel as though this is inclusivity masquerading as ex or exclusivity rather masquerading as inclusivity. Yeah. No, I think I think you're uh, I think you're spot on there. I will say this. Yeah. For what it is, it the is what heel's it is. name 
is the best they could have come up with. Like that's that's the best name. It's pretty brilliant. I'm I'm not gonna yeah. lie. As as, yeah. as a as a marketing venture, yes, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It is brilliant. Now, with but. that being said, because of a lot of the online backlash, Brandy Rhodes has shut down her Twitter account. So don't mm-hmm. expect that to be a thing anytime soon. Uh, right. AW Heels will continue. Uh, regardless of who likes it or not, unfortunately. Now, um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with Brandy's Twitter having to be uh, shut down just by all of the vitriol that she's been receiving in her DMs, maybe that's proof right there that this needs to be a thing. That 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 heels needs to be a thing? Yeah. Well, I, I, I see both sides of it here because a lot of the, the backlash is not necessarily from just male fans. It's, oh yeah, a lot of it's from female fans. I see. Yeah, I see. there's a lot of female fans who have been, um, um, and and I think we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later too. But mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of female fans who feel, and, and they can probably word it better than I am. But but they're 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 basically it's a slap in the face uh, that that you know you have to pay you know in order to get this exclusive access and these kind. I of got things, you. Right? Yeah. Like, I can see both sides, especially those who are content creators. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of maybe uh, share a little bit of that there. Um, For sure. As far as actual wrestling goes this week, uh, looks like we've got some some interesting stuff coming up. Um, one thing that took place on uh, NXT last week is uh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee will indeed have a match at NXT TakeOver 30, Stephen. Yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> oh, um, so Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, they made up, they made friends, they were talking about it, they seemingly put everything to bed. Um, and yet Pat McAfee was on commentary on NXT for Undisputed Era's Tag Team Title Challenge against Imperium this week. The, the segment was... Much less about an actual match, which is unfortunate because those guys can put on a hell of a match. True. Um, and it was focused more, in fact, on Adam Cole and Pat McAfee jawing at each other at ringside. At one point, Adam Cole, I believe, threw some water on Pat McAfee, and a fight broke out, uh, ultimately ending in Pat McAfee punting Adam Cole in the head as he Oof. lay prone on a table. Um, so... Uh, Steven, um, mm-hmm. is, is this hot or is this not? Uh, not for me, uh, personally. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, I don't, I don't know about, know that much about Pat McAfee. I mean, maybe he's amazing. I know he was a punter, uh, for the Colts. I know that. Yes. Um, but like, does he have wrestling training? Do, does he have anything like that? Like, is he, is this... Uh, an environment that he commonly finds himself in, or is this another one of those, hey, let's put a celebrity in a match with one of our guys to get some eyes on it? You know, is that all this is? Because obviously that is what this is, like 100%. But is that all this is? Or does Pat actually have, you know, some muster behind him? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, And and I've heard from a lot of pro WWE circles that, oh, this thing's going to get a lot of eyes on it. Um, I don't know if Pat McAfee's the name that draws a lot of eyes, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, that he's got that, a name and he's got a show, but I, I'm not, 
I mean, no, it, it's definitely not like a like a Brock Lesnar or something like that. Like he's definitely not going to be drawing that many eyes. Well, but if at it was the like if, time, if it was like Drew Brees arrives right. and throws a ball at Adam Cole's nuts and is like, <laughs> I'm facing you at NXT Takeover 30, then I'm like, oh yeah. well, I know Drew Brees isn't a wrestler and this is not going to go well. But Drew Brees will draw a lot of eyes to NXT Takeover 30. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and like you say, Pat McAfee, they're like, wait, who? And you're like, oh, he 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 was the punter for the Colts a few years back. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Or maybe that's they're not still really the guy that's going to draw. Like, <laughs> Right. Or maybe they're still like, who? I, I, I'm sorry. Exactly. exactly. Right? Like Adam Vinatieri. I know him. But yeah. like, who's Pat McAfee? I, I don't know. And also that argument of like, oh, it's going to bring a lot of eyes to the product. Is it? Do you work for WWE? Do you like? Why do you care? Like that right. they're getting like this. Why, why do you care that they're getting viewership? <laughs> to a certain like, I'm not saying like, <laughs> oh, they they need to they need to go under. They need to not get viewership. But like, why why is that? Talk. No, like why is that a reason for you? Like it's like, oh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. It's going to get a lot of eyes on the product. It's like. Okay, but you're watching this for entertainment purposes. Are you going to be entertained? Like, I, right. I just, I don't understand that mindset. Oh, it's going to get a lot of eyes on the product. Cool. Why do you, the individual person, care? You don't have a, a, a horse in that race. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I, I just don't understand that mindset. But who knows, man? It could be great. It could be terrible. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. Um, for me... I don't like it. You're getting your main roster in my NXT again, but it is yeah. what it is, I guess. A hundred percent, sir. Um, so speaking of NXT, on this week's uh, NXT, we were going to uh, we're going to have uh, some matches. Uh, believe it or not. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> um, William Regal didn't announce that um, Dexter Loomis uh, has injured his ankle and he will not be participating in the ladder match. Bronson oh. Reed is still is still confirmed for that match, as is um, uh, oh, who is it? Um, the Vampire, um, Damian Priest. Yes. Uh, uh, so both of them have been confirmed for the uh, five man uh, or multi man ladder match. Um, at, um, at Takeover 30. Um, also possible participants may include uh, Roderick Strong and or Johnny Gargano, uh, mm -hmm. just depending on what happens there, because they are both now back in contention uh, for uh, for a spot in the match. Um, Bronson Reed will be taking on Damian Priest in a pretty big, beefy, big man beef match. Uh <laughs> Beefy uh, big man beef match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um, love it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will. It will be something. Yeah, um, someone called Big E. It, yeah, that, that's a lot of beef. That's a lot um, of beef. <laughs> um, let me see here. Karrion Cross did attack Danny Birch, um, and left him for dead backstage. Uh, Danny Birch will be taking on Karrion Cross uh, on this week's version of NXT. Uh, as uh, Karrion Cross does ramp up uh, for his match at Takeover 30 with uh, everyone's favorite champion, um, you know, uh, everybody should bask in his glory. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the the guy, the guy, he's the guy. He's he's he is the guy. You know, <laughs> Keith Lee. Keith um, Lee, of course, of course. <laughs> um, 
And then in addition, again, our series of unusual triple threat matches continue for the qualifying spots in these ladder matches, uh, in this ladder match that we're doing actually at TakeOver 30. Uh, mm. This week's version will have Kushida facing off against Cameron Grimes and a mystery opponent, Steven. Mm, mystery. Mm-hmm. Mysterious indeed. Um, I, I hate... I hate that. Oh, mystery opponent. Mystery opponent, Steven. Stop it. Tell me. Tell me who it is. <laughs> just, I hate it. Just, I don't like that. Just tell me. <laughs> See, that that's that's another thing where, like, that whole mystery opponent thing that's just, like, build intrigue and have people come back next week, and it's just like, I'm going to be there. Like... I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Just tell me who's gonna be there. Right, right. Uh, it, it'll be uh, you know Triple H. Of he'll course, be, he'll be the third participant. <laughs> he'll the, be boogeyman. Like, the boogeyman. The uh, boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. Could could be anybody. Um, could be. <laughs> anyway, um, let me see here. So that is NXT coming up this week for AEW. It is. Uh, tag team appreciation week, uh, where we will have uh, looks like two tag team matches. Uh, mm-hmm. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega will be defending the AEW tag team titles against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Uh, we will also have the Dark Order uh, of uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. They'll be facing off with the Young Bucks. Uh, there will also be appearances by both the Rock and Roll Express as well as Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be good times, great memories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We'll also have another chapter in the Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy feud. They had a verbal debate, uh, which was a thing of beauty uh, <laughs> this past week on AEW. Uh, Eric Bischoff was actually the special uh, officiator of the debate. Uh, so that was... Uh, that was, that was a nice throwback there to, to old Eric Bischoff. Yeah, um, yeah. And the show is headlined by uh, the AEW TNT title match between Cody and Scorpio Sky. Uh, Steven, I'm excited for that. You, you're excited for that one. Okay, do you see yes. any title changes here between this or the tag team title match? Uh, No, I, I don't think so. I, I stay think in the this course. Is just, I think they're going to stay the course here. The, this is just a, a big show to be like, hey, here, here's a bunch of top guys. They're going to have really good matches. But I, I don't necessarily think this is a, you know, a a, a pivot point in any storylines per se. Mm. Um, uh, especially with uh, Hangman and Kenny versus the uh, Jurassic Express. Definitely not. I, I really don't see that. Uh, it's going to be one of the more... Um, one one of the more you know tier one uh, uh, tag teams from AEW that's gonna that's gonna take them off there. No no offense to Jurassic Express, they are fantastic in their own right, but um, I, I don't think it's them. I don't think it's their time. Well, and and my theory has been for quite some time now, um, as Hangman keeps getting closer and closer to the guys in FTR, that. Um, uh, they are going to form their own faction together. I mean, they're mm-hmm. backed by Arn Anderson. They're, they've got, they would have FTR and Hangman Page together. And I would think that maybe they could even throw in a fourth person, maybe another Southerner uh, from that region yeah. of the country, um, sure. and, and kind of remake the Four Horsemen, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I really do feel like uh, that that's going to be what ultimately happens here, is you'll have... Um, you know, a tag team title match, FTR versus Hangman and Kenny, and that's where Hangman turns on Kenny Omega. 
Mm-hmm. I really do feel like that's that's where it's headed to, um, and uh, that's when we'll have this official faction uh, with uh, with them together. Yeah, uh, the one that I think probably you hit the nail on the head. I, I hope I did. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm usually right about these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, as far as uh, the TNT title match is concerned, mm-hmm. um, I could see Scorpio Sky defeating Cody, though it would kind of feel like it comes out of nowhere if he was to do so. Yeah, um, and, and that's really the only reason that I don't think uh, it, it's going to go anywhere. I, I, I think they're just going to stay par for the course and continue with this open challenge thing. I mean, with, with Scorpio Sky, he he could certainly be a TNT title holder for sure. He could be a world title holder, uh, you know, if, if done correctly. Um, and, and when the TNT uh, title was first announced, I mean, Scorpio Sky was one of the people that we had mentioned uh, we would want to be in that scene. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, Scorpio Sky could win it. I, I, I believe he could win it. Uh, I just don't think they're really, they built towards that. And I don't think that's what they were going for. But if they did, I'd be okay with it. You know, Scorpio Sky's great. Yeah, Scorpio Sky's really, really talented. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see uh, what they can do with him uh, even more in the future, right? For um, sure. Now, with that being said, uh, let's move on to Raw and SmackDown previews because uh, WWE has sent out uh, preview tweets for this week's Raw and for um, and I think they've also set up an angle for this week's SmackDown. Mm. Um, let me see here. Kevin Owens will be going one on one against Randy Orton, uh, which should be something. It'll, yeah, it'll be something. Hopefully, yeah. good quality. I'm, I, I feel like they can do a good match together. That's that's happened before. I feel like they can do it again. Um, I, I it, mean, if I if I see Kevin Owens and Randy Orton uh, together in a match, I'm really not worried about the quality. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it, it'll be good be, stuff. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't do more with Kevin Owens. To be perfectly honest, it it's really <laughs> yes. shocking to me considering how just talent like super talented he is. Yes. Um, in addition here, uh, Bailey will be going one-on-one with Asuka um, uh, for the, uh, I, get, I believe it's for actually the uh, the, the uh, title here. Mm, I see, yeah. I see. I, I, yes. I, could be, I could be wrong here. Uh, no, I think, I oh, think it's, a, right. it's, a, it's a non-title match, actually, uh, announced oh, by WWE. Oh, for a title opportunity. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Um, the yeah. major implication is if Oscar wins, Oscar faces Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. So that's the that's the angle right there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this will be uh, this will be just more pressure put on Bailey uh, from uh, Stephanie McMahon, um, mm. who uh, we will we will go uh, further into that here in just a moment. Uh, mm. And in addition, we will be getting another round of uh, Raw Underground, and let's not forget uh, the Hurt Business. Also made their debut as a faction this week. Bobby yes. Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and MVP, um, which is a pretty uh, that's a pretty stacked faction right there. It's a good um, faction for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they there was the rumor circulating that they the original idea and um, and I and I can see uh, to a degree where they would be coming from with this, but they wanted to bring back uh, something similar to the Nation of Domination. Uh, which was a an all African American faction um, mm. uh, formed uh, in the Attitude Era. You had the likes of Ron Simmons, and that's really where The Rock got his start there too. Uh, but you also okay. had guys like like Mark Henry in there too. Um, but um, with that being said, um, 
I would like to see maybe a tag team part of this faction too, right? Because Shelton Benjamin mm-hmm. is a really good uh, mid-card level uh, wrestler. Bobby Lashley should be in the main event scene. I mean, considering you know how how big he is and how high high Vince has always been on him. Yeah. Um, but maybe maybe have uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander turn heel and and join mm. uh, the Hurt business. I, th- I feel like that yeah. would be a good a good shout uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Raw Underground will continue next week on Raw. So let's see if they've maybe taken some time and and and, and improved things. Uh, Shane McMahon did tweet out that he he felt it was a good week. It's still uh, that that this is still a work in progress, and that uh, they hope to continue making big moves. See, that um, makes me excited though, like because usually whenever something new. Uh, is, is like unveiled or whatever on Raw or SmackDown. They're like, oh my God, it was the greatest success since ever. It, it was right. amazing. It was incredible. Uh, but but to have Shane come out and be like, uh, you know, we thought it was we thought it was good. Uh, you know, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, I'm excited for what we're gonna do next. Like that's that's a really realistic way to talk about it, and that yeah. makes me excited that they're actually listening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's I agree, nice. man. I, I absolutely agree. I hope that they, they do take back, uh, not take back, but I do hope that they take like uh, feedback in and, and, and really apply themselves on this here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Uh, in addition to this, on SmackDown next week, we uh, we also learned that we will be having a triple brand battle royal uh, as uh, apparently Bailey has upset people on all three shows. Um, oh, fun. So there will be a triple brand battle royal between uh, participants from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT on SmackDown next week. Uh, the winner will be facing Bayley at SummerSlam uh, for the mm. uh, SmackDown Women's title here. Uh, so that will be going down on SmackDown, Stephen. You know what else is going down down next here on Headlock Talk, though? What's that? Hot takes. <laughs> Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is time for us to once again get spicy. Uh, we've asked you for your hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions. We'll answer you here right now and, of course, give you a shout-out. Of course. A wolf wolf. Yes, indeed. <laughs> bark bark. Bar- bark bark. <laughs> um, uh, first hot take here comes from uh, from Marie Shadows, who uh, actually had a very good hot take last week. So, uh, mm. hello again, Marie. Hope you're yes, doing hello. well. You can find Marie at Marie underscore Shadows on Twitter. Uh, Marie says, hot take. Women don't need to pay for a safe space for lifestyle slash girly seminars that the free internet provides. YouTube. She, she mentions uh, mm. there's a difference in why content creators like us need a financial backing that someone uh, backing rather than than someone slash thing that has it all regardless of it going to charity. Uh, she says uh, we bust our asses to bring quality content to the masses. We may miss days or go on hiatus to recharge, but uh, but we're back on the grind afterwards. There was a period of no zoom parties for AEW heels. Um, I think maybe no no cost Zoom parties for AEW heels. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you trust fifty dollars yearly versus our price of daily content? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is this is exactly kind of what we were talking about earlier. Absolutely, content creators, um, particularly female content creators, maybe feel affronted by 
um, AEW heels charging a, an annual pricing, um, mm-hmm. and, and and maybe uh, maybe making other um, you know safe spaces uh, for 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 females in wrestling to to converse freely and openly for a price of zero dollars uh, right. as opposed right. to fifty dollars. Um, as I pointed out earlier, and, and and like I said, I'm not the right guy to talk <laughs> necessarily about this. No, I don't think either of us are really. Um, but uh, I, I I will say that there there did seem to be benefits of AEW heels that you would only really get through AEW directly themselves. I mm-hmm. I personally see it as a direct line to being able to have access uh, to to these sorts of people and to maybe make connections that you wouldn't otherwise have. Mm-hmm. But um, as Marie points out, um, and, and this is where I, I absolutely agree with her, it, it appears as though it's it's quite tone deaf in, in in a modern sense for for you to make I guess female fans pay for the extra fifty dollars to get that inclusive like that exclusive content right mm-hmm. and to be able to en- to interact exclusively even though this is under the guise of inclusivity um, yeah you know so so I definitely get that. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of, of uh, I guess, female content creators who have made content and, and have generated female inclusivity, uh, just, you know, for the cost of zero dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely feel for that. I definitely, uh, completely understand that argument and, um, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely one that, that I can sympathize with. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, Maria, I, I mean, I, I definitely can see your point here for sure. Like we said, we're probably not the, the best people to talk about this. We're, we're really not the target audience for this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're a wrestling podcast, so we're going to give our two cents about it uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think you're exactly right there. With, with it, It's a bunch of exclusive content masquerading as inclusivity uh, or, or almost almost branded as inclusivity, even though at its core, it's really not. So, um, it, yeah, I, I think that just furthers, uh, you know, my point of it just being a, a very whether you're, you know, no matter what side you're on, uh, it, it's just confusing. It, it's just mm. a confusing thing that they've done. Yes. I would agree. I would say tone deaf to say the least. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I thank you, Marie, uh, for your hot take. That one yes, really was quite spicy. Quite. Um, let me see here. Uh, Matt G, our friend Matt, a.k.a. Matthias Black of Rise Pro at IllustriousMG40 on Twitter. How's it going, Matt? Hey, dude. Uh, Matt says, I hope the new North American title holder is someone who has never held a title in NXT slash WWE. I think that's where they're going, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, mm-hmm. it, it looks like with guys being put over like Bronson Reed and Damian Priest that they're kind of going in this direction. And, and, and you could see that also with um, like Dexter Loomis uh, to a degree as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Um, you know, they they were wanting to kind of put over the newer guys, right? They were they were right, wanting right. To, to kind of uh, bring up this next crop uh, of stars and kind of put them uh, on a pedestal, kind of like how they did with um, Takeover New Orleans when they did that six man ladder match. Right, um, right. They they did a lot of that same vibe. Um, so we'll see what happens here. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing guys like Kushida in the match. 
Um, obviously, I mean, a, another guy who would work really well on that style would probably be Oni Lorkin, uh, but he's mm. since been eliminated. We'll see if he makes another appearance here in this tournament. Um, yeah, I, I think that this could, could go really, really well. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Like we've been saying for the past uh, few months, you know, we're we're in a different era uh, of NXT, and now is the time. Like Vince McMahon himself said on the on the earnings call uh, last week, um, you know, now is the time to to build new talent and to build new stars. And it, like this is, you know, put up or shut up time. Really, um, you you have all of these these new crazy talented guys and gals. Yes. New people, yes, yes. What make the new people feel important? I think yes. that, that's 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 always like the the thing, right? Like that's that's what you should be doing anyway. Make the mm-hmm. new people feel important. Yes. Um. Let me see here. So thank you, Matt, uh, for your hot take. Um, yes, thank you. Let me see here. Uh, our friend United by Wrestling uh, at UTD by Wrestling on Twitter. How's it going? Hello. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what are your thoughts on AEW uh, on the AEW Women's Tournament being on YouTube and not on Dynamite? Um, uh, plainly, it sucks. It's it's yeah. t- it's tone deaf compared to what they're trying to do with AEW heels. Um, they they drum up how uh, it is exclusive, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate from AEW people for this. Here, I, I will say I'm I, I'm a fan of both actually. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's it's very tone deaf compared to what you would be doing uh, with with AEW heels, and not even to, to like just as an aside here, like you've got what five, four or five AEW men's matches on Tag Team Appreciation Week, but you're holding a women's tag team tournament, an actual tag team tournament on YouTube, on AEW Dark, and not putting one single women's match from that tournament on this card, that is dumb. It is dumb. It's it's really, really, really dumb. And, and I can't think of a reason why they would be doing it this way. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I know Dark is quality. Uh, I'm not saying Dark is bad in any way, but right. AEW is telling us that this tag tournament is not very important it being on dark instead of being on dynamite and instead of being on this uh you know tag team appreciation night so uh, yeah it's extremely dumb it it makes zero sense you know don't ever wonder why AEW's women's division is suffering because that like these kind of things are why Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i will say this too because i think it's very important um, that um, <laughs> that I at least point this out because it's been mm-hmm. a toxic week back and forth between AEW fans and WWE fans, particularly yeah. on Twitter, uh, which is saying something because it's always pretty toxic between those two sides of, of fans here. Um, I, I posted a GIF and it is of um, with with a caption here. Um, you guys can bicker about your AEW and WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. I will instead choose my New Japan Pro Wrestling, the true king of sports. And yes. it is a gif of Mr. Rogers flipping the double bird at people. Um, so That's comedy. <laughs> Tasteful. That's comedy, yes. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, let's see here. So thank you, United by Wrestling, for your uh, question. That we do appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you. Let me see here. Another good friend of the show, Noob and Co. at Noob underscore N underscore Co. nineteen ninety one. Uh, kind of got several things here. Uh, hot, uh, hot take. Yes, hello, Noob. Uh, hope you're doing well. Yes. Um, hot take. Summer of 2020 is the summer of Banks and Bailey overload. Indeed. Yes. Uh, they are pretty much everywhere. Um, they've made that very clear. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, um, I don't know what Raw or SmackDown would look like if they weren't doing this and, and pushing these angles because uh, everything else in terms of quality has felt uh, a bit lackluster to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe aside from Drew McIntyre and um, Randy Orton heading into SummerSlam, that seems to be pretty tasty. But mm-hmm. everything else has kind of just been like, uh, here's something. Uh, yeah, here's something. It, it, Let's go ahead and do this. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been terrible, which is uh, you know a welcome change. Um, <laughs> but it hasn't been great. I don't know, man. I, I think I need to watch. I need. To, I think I'd need to start watching Stardom because I'm not I'm not getting any uh, any great female wrestling from from either of the major American brands right now. Ooh, Stardom is the best place to be as far as female wrestling is concerned. I mm-hmm. do have a subscription to it, Stephen, so I will definitely be, need to be sending you the details right now. They're doing a tournament, um, and uh, it is quite spicy. Oh, is, it, is it on Stardom Dark? <laughs> 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 you almost got me there, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, no, this is a this is a, a quite a good tournament here, and maybe we need to have our friend JPQ on the show sometime. He can break down some stardom for us. I think oh yeah. That'd be quite spicy. Shout out JPQ if you're listening. Um, yes. Hello. See. Hello JPQ. I know yeah. you're always listening. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, Newman Co. also goes on to say, unpopular opinion, Asuka is, uh, is better and smarter than the four horsewomen. Um, hmm. Better I mean, and smarter. I don't know about smarter. Um, like, are we, are we talking about, like, her as a person or, like, her character? Um, uh, good question. I, um, I don't really know. I don't I'm know not- any of them as people, so... Right. Maybe we should sit the five of them down. Have them take like um. Oh yeah, let me just ring them up like like like, a, like an SAT, <laughs> like an IQ test. Like oh, some, some, something that involves you know like um like maths and like uh, yeah. a written essay. Yeah, uh, headlock talk invites women wrestlers to take IQ test is not a very good headline. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back to the drawing board on it. <laughs> um, I, I will say, Asuka, I mean, she she unfortunately fell victim to the, the um, unfortunate dumb babyface syndrome a few weeks ago where she... Mm. She saved Kyrie Sane as opposed to going for the title. Um, so that I mean, I, I I hate to have to hold that against her, but I I, I mean that's that's not necessarily the smartest move, uh, yeah. but it is the most baby face move. So maybe in that regard, it makes her as a, maybe a better person. Um, <laughs> right. Let, let me see. Um, <laughs> uh, see. Yeah, I I really don't know if there's any way to measure that. Unfortunately, noob. I, I, I would tend to agree with you, though. 
Uh, yeah. Asuka does have her own uh, content creation channel on YouTube that appears for the most part to be unrelated to wrestling. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And from what I've seen of that, she is quite bright. Uh, yes. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe Asuka is smarter than the rest of them. She just has yeah, to figure maybe. out how to get that title. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I I, uh, I certainly like Asuka more than the, more than the other uh, or more than the four horsewomen uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I don't know about smarter necessarily. Maybe it just depends on uh, you know whether they're heel or face or <laughs> at that moment, honestly. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because that's not how it should be. But no, um, but that's that's what we're given. So that's, that's the thing. Um, question, will Oscar regain the WWE Raw women's title at SummerSlam and carry the title all the way to WrestleMania 37? Um, Oh man, one can hope, huh? Yeah, I mean, it would, it would be nice for sure. (laughs) SummerSlam is the only other place beyond WrestleMania where it seems like these big kind of things happen and get paid off. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you could do it at SummerSlam or you could do it at WrestleMania itself and have Oscar win the title at WrestleMania. I think that would be actually a really good moment. Um, yeah. So uh, wait and see on that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just wait and see. Um, I, I would love for her to win the title, though. Um, may, maybe have her go off and do her own thing while uh, Bailey and Sasha keep bakering for what feels like the nineteenth week in a row. This is true. Yeah. Um, let me see here. But thank you, Noob, uh, for your question. We do appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Let me take a look here. Da, 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 da. Okay, so we've actually got quite a debate going on here in the thread, and I'm going to kind of uh, uh, try and get a synopsis here. Okay. Um, just so that way we can kind of see both sides of the argument here, because I think that there's interesting points being raised on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, our friend Kurt Johansson, who's uh, appeared on the show before on After Dark 4 in yes. your house. How's Hello, it going, Kurt? Um, AEW uh, was a company for the fans. Now the fans are driving members of AEW off of social media because of their toxicity uh, 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 pack mentality. Um, fans are never happy and don't even realize their actions are harassment. Hmm. Mm. Um, so I, I do get that from Kurt. Um, another friend of ours, Mags All Pods at DEJ Kirkby on Twitter. How's it going, Mags? Um, Hello. <laughs> Uh, Mags is uh, providing a counter-argument. He says, while I agree there's elements of the fan base that you've described there, I feel this is a huge blanket statement that is way too simplistic. Wrestlers and promotions shouldn't be immune from criticism just because of who they are. Uh, The everything is awesome mindset is just as toxic as the everything sucks position. Uh, Both sides try to shout out people who agree with them. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's elements of truth in both statements here. Um, I do. Yeah, I, I I certainly agree with Mags in that the people who are just like overly positive about everything, everything is great. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm not shouting out anybody in particular, uh, especially not Josh, who we've had on the show plenty of times, and he's probably the most positive person about wrestling that I know. Um, right. Uh, but Josh is different. He he like, yeah, he has very positive opinions. Uh, you know, just in general, uh, I would say. But that he's not closed off to any opinions that aren't his own. Like he he'll still right. listen to anybody, and and we can have a discussion about him. 
or, or about uh, a topic with him yeah. uh, and not have it go into like an argument. Like it's literally just a debate about right. differing opinions. So I think right. that's the main difference with Josh. Well, yeah, and jo- Josh certainly has remained civil pretty much all the time in terms of the debates and cri- uh, critiques that, that have been provided. And he's, he's oh, for certainly sure. able and, and willing to critique uh, himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not himself, but he's able to provide critiques of, of, of wrestling uh, mm-hmm. when called upon. Um with that being said, um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I absolutely agree that the the everything is positive brigade and the everything sucks brigade, it, they, it's 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 so stupid, right? It's it, yeah, it, well, it brings well, me so down. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, it, it's and that's anything really. Like uh, the the absolute opposite ends of the spectrum are toxic. Whether it's it's like. Like you said, the the everything sucks camp or the everything is awesome camp. The everything sucks camp is just angry all the time and can never be can never be happy. The right. everything is awesome campaign doesn't allow for any change whatsoever and just kind of goes with status quo. So both right. of them have have their negatives to them. What right. what we need is right in the middle. Right, and that's what I've been proposing all week on on Twitter is civil discourse to where people right. can can openly discuss and be honest with of, of their opinions and and not have to put on a, a a jersey for one one company or the other company and maybe that's just how I was raised I was raised watching both shows I watched WWE right. and I watched WCW and mm-hmm. then since then you know I I was hanging out with you and we watched NXT and then we started watching yeah, New Japan, and then AEW mm-hmm. became a thing. So I think that that you and I have perhaps done it the right way here, and that we're open minded to watching all products. Mm-hmm. Now, now I will say that Kurt uh, does raise a, a a pretty big point in that toxic fans um, have driven you know people off of social media. People made a huge deal, and I, I'll admit I thought it was funny at the time, but people made mm-hmm. a huge deal uh, back. What was it around Christmas time or so? Maybe maybe mm-hmm. even maybe even more recent than that when they did the Dark Order thing and they had like the Dark Order guys in the ring and they were throwing like air punches and people mm-hmm. blew up about that and people are blowing right. up about Brandy Rhodes and AEW heels now it's mm-hmm. it's a whole thing right like you know people just get just outraged over you know just the slightest little bit um yeah i i don't think that's i mean that's not AEW or WWE exclusive though i i mean no, just, just absolutely look at, not look at any like successful piece of entertainment ever really from the past you know decade or so Um, not even just entertainment just like just things in general like people feel like people feel like overly entitled to things that like they Mm -hmm. like it's it's not yours right like like but they 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 put this like piece of ownership on it um and, and then they get you know like personally offended when yeah. when someone else you know says something bad about the thing that they have placed ownership on um and i don't know i don't think we need to we need to think of it that seriously i mean the these shows are for entertainment it's to to provide you joy uh i don't know why uh you would then need to you know, go to arms or go to bat for these companies. Uh, I mean, I, I understand being passionate about the things that you enjoy for sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to then go and tear down someone else that has a differing opinion than you. And, and I do also want to mention it, it's very easy to 
you know, see these comments online, whether it be on Reddit or Facebook or Twitter or, or whatever social media it is, and, and be like, these are the AEW fans. These are the WWE fans. But let's not forget, that's about 20, 20% of the fan base. And that's even that's even like a generous, uh, um, you know, kind of estimate there. Right. Most WWE fans, most AEW fans, the vast majority of them do not go on social media to talk about it. So it, it's very easy to be like, oh, this is the mindset of every AEW fan and this is the mindset mm-hmm. of every WWE fan. But that is not at all the case. Perhaps so, Stephen. Perhaps so. Um, I, I I will make note of this here too. Uh, Kurt uh, Johansson again at Kurt Johansson on Twitter or Kurt Johansson underscore on Twitter rather. Uh, hmm. He he does also bring in another take here. An all women's show for AEW on YouTube is a great idea and something no other mixed company is doing. Uh, that being said, the backlash is somewhat justified due to the poor representation on TV. If they showcase yes. them on TV like Impact or WWE and NXT, uh, the YouTube show would be praised. Yes, um, 100%. I would even take it to the next level here, Stephen. Uh, there has always been this rumor of AEW is going to get another show sometime soon. AEW is going to get another mm-hmm. show. They're going to add another hour or two hour show on, on TNT. TNT mm-hmm. has a very packed schedule, let's be honest here. I don't know if they <laughs> yes. will do that. Um, but if they do, and this might be, you know, and if wishes were, were fishes thing, but I'll throw it out there already. Um, yeah. if they do put on another hour long show or another two hour long show, maybe let's start with an hour, um, at first and see how it goes, but maybe make that, uh, like an AEW women's show all yeah. about the women, you know, no, no male participants, no male superstars there. You want to do, you, you want to talk about inclusivity, you want to talk about, you know, having, you know, the the female roster represented. How about you do it and put your money where your mouth is and do an all women's show just like uh, Wow was back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's that's a hundred percent right. And I think that that's the point that we were talking about here is like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it. You you can't just half-ass it and then be like, oh, look how inclusive we are. When when it's like, okay, yeah. cool, you did that, but but your tournaments on dark. So, and, yeah. and you're telling me it's not important. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are great takes by both Kurt and mag. So I thank you both yes. for your hot takes. Yes. Thank you. Um, let me see here. Uh, SCW wrestling channel at SCW underscore Steve. Hi. How's, how's it going, Steve? Hello. Uh, hot take. WCW had the greatest cruiserweight division in wrestling history. Oof. Um, yeah, um, mm. I don't think I disagree. Um, yeah. I, I can't say I disagree. Um, I mean, let's let's take a look here. You had guys like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, uh, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Dean mm-hmm. Malenko, Psychosis, Juventud Guerrera. Uh, that was a very packed and very talented uh, WCW cruiserweight division. There's even more names there. Um, uh, even at some points you had guys like Jushin Thunder Liger mm-hmm. as well as, um, uh, Brian Pillman. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, WCW cruiserweight division was awfully packed back in the day. Uh, I can't, true. I can't say I disagree though. Um, I will make note the WW, um, the, uh, what was it? The WWE cruiserweight classic. I don't consider that a roster perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they assembled that tournament, 
I mean, the, you had guys like TJP, Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, you, you had a lot of big names there. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Madalik, uh, who is still in WWE at this point. You had a lot of guys assembled for that tournament. So, I mean, that would mm-hmm. be a good shout, too. Um, but yeah, I, can't, I, can't I definitely don't I disagree. disagree with this take for sure. Uh, but I will say, and, and I'm glad you brought up that that cruiserweight classic because um, I, I think you know in ten uh, ten years, ten fifteen years time, uh, that could be looked at as, as one of the best uh, of all time. And like you said, it it might not be a roster per se, uh, yeah. but but just one of the best collections of cruiserweights of all time, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like people don't even see like 10% of what grand Metalik can do. That dude is like enormously talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre jr. Like I get that they both refused offers from WWE, but that's like the biggest dropped opportunity that WWE's had in my opinion. Yes. And probably maybe outside of Kenny Omega and the young bucks, probably within the last five, 10 years. Yeah, um, so, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Steve, uh, at SCW Steve, for your question. Yes, thank uh, you. Or rather, your hot take. Um, let me see here. We've got a few more here, Stephen. Um, let me see here. So, Mags, all pods at DEJ Kirkby on Twitter. Hello again, Mags. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Long says, time no talk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He says, oh, we doing this again, huh? Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing this. Um, here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, opinion, AEW Heels is a brilliant idea that was implemented badly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they, like, if at the end of the day, it was just a, a matter of, hey, register here, um, you know, you know, don't pay anything, just register here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you can have access and maybe, maybe not be so broad. Have so many broad strokes as to what kind of content and, and exclusive like items you get with this here, but just be like, hey, you know, this is like a like a maybe like a an emailing list of here's what we're doing here. If you're free at this time of day, we're talking to this person. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're having mm-hmm. this themed party. If that's what it was, then fantastic. Um, right. You know. Also, if the AEW Women's Division wasn't always either being sabotaged or or just upended, um, I, I think that that would be that would probably go a long way too. Yeah, um, I, I mean, you you raised two really good points there. One being make the women's division feel important, and this would have come off a lot better. And two, uh, you know, possibly do some kind of like free tier where you you just register and you have access to some of the content and then maybe also have the premium tier where it has better, you know, better rewards, better perks and things like that. But, uh, but even just having a free tier of some sort might have made it gone a little bit better too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see here. Mag says he doesn't have a hot take this week, but I do have what should be a stone cold take. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wrestlers and promotions are fallible and can make mistakes. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. And even though, and 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 I want to be very clear when I say this, even though we talk about it and we criticize it to an extent, 
It's just because that's that's what we do. This is right. what we talk about. It's part of what we do as podcasters, as cri- mm-hmm. as critics of wrestling in general. Uh, right. We don't. We're not t- personally out to take anybody out of the business. I mean, we no. might make comments uh, about Nia Jax and that she deserves maybe to be <laughs> suspended or out of the business. Um, but but I think that's with with evidence here, right? Well, and that's also that's also just that's one humble podcasting team's opinion you know right. like we're 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 not we're we're not the end all be all on uh you know who who deserves what you know necessarily right well and and, and maybe that's a bad repre- representation of what i'm trying to say but i think at, at i guess what i'm really trying to get at here is um we just as wrestling itself are here for entertainment yeah. We're, we're not yep. we're not we're not out here to, to end careers uh and, and nor should anybody on twitter be out to end somebody's career right no. that's that's just stupid i've seen a million um you know not a million literally but like i've seen so <laughs> many so many people on twitter just being overly negative and then threatening other twitter users because they had an opinion about something oh i know it's it's and nuts it's, really it's just it's just disgusting like some of the things it, that i've read and i've had to yeah. report people i mean i've had to report people for making threats against some of our friends steven and it's just yeah. like it's really it's really gross it, it um, is really gross and yeah. and like i like i was saying earlier you know there there's nothing wrong and, and it's even encouraged to to be very passionate about the things that you enjoy and that's awesome and, and that's great but but do it, it correctly gets to a point do it correctly <laughs> like you, <laughs> you just don't take it way too far you know at, at the right. end of the day like Obviously, uh, you know, the, these companies are, are, are massive. There, there's lots of, of people uh, working on them and everything like that. But that, that's really what it is. There's a lot of people working on it. Right. It, it's, it's people there doing it. Like, like it, it's not just the, this thing that just exists for you to get mad at all the time. There, there's people that put a lot of time and effort into this. So let's just be mindful of that also. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And nobody's perfect. And I think that's, that's probably the best place where we can end this argument is that yeah. no, nobody's perfect um, at anything. Yeah. People um, make mistakes. People make mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, question by Mags, cats or dogs? Personally, dogs. dog man, yeah, dogs for uh, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of my dog Millie. Uh, mm-hmm. She's I'm also sl- a big fan of your dog Millie. <laughs> she's sleeping right now, um, but uh, yeah, no, she's just curled up in her bed. Um, yeah, let me. Yeah, see. for me, uh, dogs for sure. Uh, I like cats as well. We have a cat uh, here at the house too. Love her to death. Her name's Salem. Um, but that's a, nice, uh, that's a nice cat name. It's a good cat name, I think. Yeah, we call her Kitty often, though. I think that's most cat owners that just call call their cat Kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but she responds to Kitty, so it works. Uh, but we we have three dogs. Um, if it were up to me, I would have a dog myself. So definitely a dog person. Well, there you go. Uh, well, thank you, Mags, for your takes here and your question. Uh, yes, thank. You. Let me see here. Aussie Lucian podcasts. BJ at Aussie Lucian says Eddie Edwards does not get the credit he deserves. He's bloody good at what he does in the ring. 
Yes, Eddie Edwards, current Impact World Heavyweight Champion. He is mm. quite good. He's been doing mm. it for quite some time. Um, I particularly remember him from his Ring of Honor days. Um, that, that's probably the best that, that way that I can remember him. Um, he is getting older, but um, just as we all do day by day, um, <laughs> he's, he's still got in the ring. So I, I can't, I can't hate him for that. For sure, for sure. I, I mean, I think, uh, I think that's a common problem in, in this world of wrestling, where everything is so like readily available and so everyone needs something new all the time it's really impossible to give everyone that deserves it the time that they deserve like Mm. it's just really hard to do that yeah i i would agree with that you still there okay good good i I, I sure am i thought i almost lost you there for a minute i'm still Um, here (laughs) all right well thank you ozzy lucian for your uh hot take uh shane at str909 on twitter shane says killer cross is better than carrion cross um Mm. yeah i would agree with that um carrion cross i mean both as a name and as a just a gimmick is not nearly as good as killer cross i think killer cross is a vicious vicious person mm-hmm. um not that carrying cross isn't but i think killer cross is magnified by like five or ten times of what the carrying cross can do yeah i think it's just a, a little more he's a little more honed in now you know yeah. yeah yeah as is the wwe style of things indeed um, shane also goes on to say new japan pro wrestling usa is better than just new japan pro wrestling since the restart um, ah, yeah, ah. New, New Japan USA has been on fire, Stephen. I, 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 I can't say I hate either. I would actually, I actually love both. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, US, uh, the U.S. expansion of New Japan has been quite lovely. Uh, you've got guys like uh, Brody King, uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, Rocky Romero, Carl Fredericks. A lot of guys put it in hard work uh, mm. on New Japan USA. So definitely check it out if you're a new japan subscriber it is well worth your time yes indeed um but i I, I like both equally it's it's hard to say it's hard to say yeah i i think it's hard to say i I mean it's it's one of those where it's like don't make me choose you know like come on (laughs) it's still new japan it's still new exactly exactly (laughs) oh goodness uh let's see here so thank you shane for your question i do appreciate it or rather your your hot takes rather my apologies Um, let me see here. Our friend Conrad at Everything Pro Wrestling on Twitter uh, at EPW Show. Um, let me see here. Conrad is asking. Ooh, here's some here's some good questions. Okay. Um, let me see here. What is the go-to order for toast, Stephen? How you liking your toast? The go-to order. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. How how you making your toast, dog? Um, let's see here. So it, it depends, right? It it depends whether I want sweet or savory, right? Um, Mm. uh, but for, for savory, I'll always do, uh, you know, just butter and salt, um, is really, really good. Uh, but then for, you put salt on it, a a, a tiny, just a tiny little amount just to, just to make it pop. You know what I mean? Okay. I've I've never heard of anybody doing that before, but yeah, that's interesting. It's, It's really good. It's really good. Uh, okay. Butter and salt, super bad for you, but it tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also for for sweet um, butter with jam. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. 
Um, I'm a I'm a fairly flexible guy when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. I, surprise, surprise. I mean, I, I like a fine variety of all sorts of different foods. Yes. Um, so I can't say I have like a go to. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if it's like, hey, I just need something quick and easy, you know, just simple. Then maybe yeah, like you know, just buttered toast, like buttered Texas toast, maybe, and like you know, some jam, right? Yeah. Um, not marmalade. Marmalades for murderers. You're uh, ridiculous with this. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand uh, your your crusade against marmalade. I yeah, don't get it's, it. It's it's a monstrosity, Stephen. <laughs> um, no one should do that to an orange. Um, orange marmalade <laughs> is delicious. Fight me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's delicious if you've got like dogs in your freezer. Um, <laughs> but like, um, if, if for for me too, I, I like a good French toast. French toast, oh, is, yes. good. French toast uh, is good. Something new I've come across recently is the uh, the avocado toasts. Um, I like oh. a good order of eggs with avocado toast. That's pretty tasty. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good spread. Um, so, Special yeah. shout out to um, uh, I had this a lot as a kid. Uh, just butter with sugar and cinnamon. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way to do it too. Indeed. Uh, also, uh, a, a whole just a whole jar of orange marmalade mm. uh, per piece of toast mm-hmm. is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go call the cops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Conrad also goes on to ask, "What is the best route for AW's uh, executive vice presidents going forward using social media?" Um. Hmm. Well, the Young Bucks, from what I can recall, they they disabled their Twitter for a while. I'm not sure if they're back on or not. And then Brandy Rhodes just did it. Um, in all honesty, I think you got too many vice presidents. You got too many cooks in the kitchen here. I mean, that's certainly true. Um, I feel as though probably the best representative who's been able to use social media on Twitter is just Cody. Cody has yeah. been like far and above the best representative of using uh, using uh, social media uh, to drive AEW. Um, you rarely ever see people hating on Cody for anything um, that that I can recall. Except um, the neck tattoo. Yeah, but that but that wasn't something he that's did on nothing. social media. No, no, he, did, just, he didn't go on Twitter just... and was like, "Look at this dope ass tattoo." <laughs> yeah, you know, and then people it like actually shit did on the him. Opposite, actually. Yeah, right, right. He was just like, "Hey, I'm got this tattoo," and then everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they should just have like a, um, I don't know. Cody seems like the best representative of of this whole thing, right? Yeah, um, and I'm not Honestly, saying the other. I'm not saying the other people can't do it, but it just seems like Cody's been the best at it. Cody's definitely been the best at it for sure, uh, and, and I do really appreciate your point of too many cooks in the kitchen. I, I do think that's that's true, uh, especially if you're going to have all of them interacting with people on Twitter. I mean, that that's going to get hairy really quickly. Um, right. I, I mean, maybe just have like a executive vice president representative for parts of the company. So like Cody can be dynamite and then Brandy can be heels and, and then like I don't know. I guess Kenny could could do dark if he wanted to, or something like that. You know. I mean, maybe. 
um, I don't know, man. Like, the see the thing with me is like, if you've got all three or all four or five of them running Twitter accounts plus Tony Khan all at the same time, and yeah. one of them contradicts the other, uh, then it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a bad a, look. It's kind of a mess. I'm not yeah, saying that yeah. that's ever happened, but I mean, I'm just saying that that would be uh, hypothetically a, a bad look. For um, sure. Let me see here. What are some key things Conrad asks that you would like to change uh, in AEW's women's division? Um, what would I like to change? Uh, well, first off, put that tournament on Dynamite. Yeah, first off. Put the tournament on Dynamite. Make AEW's women's division uh, feel important because it doesn't mm-hmm. feel important right now. And that's that's actually uh, it's it's objectively sad. <laughs> really, it, it really it, is. It truly. Um, you know, uh, maybe that exclusive one hour show particularly geared for the women's division would be a good thing to have. I wouldn't put it on YouTube. I would actually put it on, um, uh, TNT itself. If you're going to, if you're Mm going to go forward and do this extra show at some point in the future, make it about the women's division. For sure. Um, I mean, I completely agree. Let me see here. So thank you, Conrad, for your question. That was greatly appreciated. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, Domo Craig at DBW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Domo is saying, uh, at Heather is me, uh, a.k.a. Heather Monroe, uh, who is a professional wrestler, uh, mm. deserves more credit uh, or deserves to have more eyes on her amazing character and amazing uh, and she's an amazing wrestler, an even better human. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I have ever, have ever, I guess, um, uh, seen much of Heather's work. I've seen a little bit of it, but I can't mm-hmm. say I disagree. I, I like what I've seen uh, from her and her character. Uh, I think it's good stuff. And yeah, I mean, I would certainly uh, be welcome to a brighter spotlight for her and other women uh, yep. who are in the independent wrestling scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not familiar with her personally, but I mean, just based on the fact that she has fans, uh, you know, wanting to go out and, and uh, sing her graces. I mean, that says a lot about her. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. So thank you, Damo, for your question. I do appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Uh, or rather, uh, I believe it's a hot take. Um, mm. Let me see here. Uh, Justin the Beast at Poxic Justin on Twitter. Uh, What's up, man? I- What's going on, Justin? Um, I have two questions. First, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? And what mm. is your favorite South Park episode? Ah, uh, so favorite flavor and then favorite question. South Park episode. Um, hmm. Favorite ice cream flavor. So That I, one's difficult. Yeah, that's a tough one. I there mm. there are several flavors of ice cream that I like. Um, yes. So it's hard to pinpoint out just one. See, I like pistachio. I like coffee flavored ice creams as well. Mm. Um, I do like a good proper like French vanilla or white chocolate. I do. Mm. Uh, um, I I occasionally like a good chocolate ice cream. Maybe like a Rocky Road um, or like um, like fish food. Have you ever had fish food by Ben and I Jerry's? I have. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's, one's good. good. That one's mm-hmm. really really good. Um, I've been going to this, um, or rather, ordering uh, from this ice cream place here in town locally called Creamistry. Uh, they, ah, they, yes. They, yeah, they, they do like a blast freeze on like ice cream flavors. Mm. 
And um, there is one called Cookie Monster, which I like a lot. It's blue, like the Cookie Monster. Oh, beautiful! And, uh, it's got like uh, it's got like crushed cookie bits in the ice cream um, mm. as well. So it's it's just it, that ice cream is pretty good. I like that, that one too. Sounds pretty tasty. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. With with uh, with ice cream, I, I'm kind of one of those people where it's just like, yes. You know, like uh. I, I don't I don't say no to ice cream of any sort, really. Um, if I will buy ice cream, I'll, I'll normally go for uh, some kind of vanilla ice cream with with like filling of some sort, uh, whether it's like uh, like a cookies and cream ice cream where it's vanilla with cookies in it or uh, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. my my favorite just like single pint of ice cream that I'll buy is uh, the strawberry cheesecake from Ben and Jerry's. Mm. Um, that one is really, really good. Uh, but I mean, I can also go for, you know, a mint chocolate chip, uh, Rocky road, some butter crunch. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I will point this out. I'm a much bigger fan of gelato than I am of uh, traditional ice cream, but that's just me. Mm. I like the See, smoothness I don't think of gelato. I don't think I've had, sorry, I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you. No, um, I don't think I've had gelato enough to like really make a make an opinion on it you know Ah, okay well i mean there's nothing wrong with that yeah that's for sure uh favorite south park episode i like the one where cartman makes this kid eat his parents they (laughs) makes him into it makes him into a chili uh yes yes that's probably that's a throwback that's a really old episode what what was that kid's name Uh, oh i i I, I, don't, I don't remember, but I remember the kid being a big fan of Radiohead. So like, mm. um, like <laughs> Cartman like devised this whole plan where like he made like the parents go to like I don't know this this house where they knew the guy shoots intruders on site and they like shot his <laughs> parents and then like you know Cartman dragged the bodies and chopped them up into chili and then invited Radiohead to like call the kid uncool after he ate his parents like <laughs> the, the, the chili damn. made out of his parents yeah um <laughs> classic south park yeah it's a it's a very dark <laughs> episode but i i love it personally i mean aren't they all really yeah i thought the payoff was was brilliant so that's, yeah. that's got to be my favorite uh for me it's it's a toss-up between the uh world of warcraft episode uh, and and the uh console wars episode um but both of those are, are really funny. And, and what's funny about them, too, is they they tackled like a uh, the, the gaming community and, and had a lot of, you know, inside jokes uh, about different gaming things in those episodes. So mm. I really enjoyed those. Well, good. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I hope I hope that answers your question, Justin. Yes. Greatly appreciate you for asking. Thank you. Um, let me see here. Just a few more. Uh, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast at Good Bad Wrestle says hot take. Impact's Wrestle House was the most entertaining, fun segment in wrestling this week. Um, I I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. I'm I'm yeah, very I didn't sorry. Catch it. I was at the gym. I was uh I was, I was deadlifting uh, 275 pounds and probably get crying. It, son crying a lot afterwards yeah, yeah that's that's hard Two, 275 is a lot on a deadlift uh yeah so i mean yeah i can't i can't say i was uh watching impact i'll have to go back and check it though good bad wrestle uh good, for sure bad, good cop bad cop wrestling podcast uh it's good stuff so uh thank you for giving me a suggestion i have tons of stuff that i need to watch actually so i'll go ahead and cue that up on, on the list let me see here uh mgb graham at mgb graham on twitter uh how's it going uh, hello hello 
<laughs> I have a hot take for you. Money Plane with WWE's very own Adam Copeland is a great film. Saw the 3.2 rating on IMDb, but decided to rent it anyways. I'm not disappointed with my decision. Great popcorn flick. Mm. Uh, Money mm. Plane. Uh, again, I have I've not, not seen it. I've not seen it either, but I, I, I can't say that this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I have heard good things about the movie, or at least mm-hmm. that it's entertaining. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to take your word for it, MGB. I'm Graham. assuming, I'm assuming it's a WWE Studios movie. It doesn't look like it, though. Oh no. Okay. Because no, I was, I was gonna like say it. most WWE Studios movies are fine. Like, yeah. They're they're not like amazing cinema or anything like that, but like they're they're entertaining, uh, you know, movies for what they are. So that that doesn't surprise me that it's a good movie. Right. No, I I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, let me see. Here's thank you, MGB Graham, for your hot take. I'm gonna have to catch that movie. Maybe after I watch Wrestle House. Uh, yeah. There we go. Let me see here. Uh, Mike Charlip, uh, you know, uh, last but certainly not least, our friend Mike Charlip at MikeJC821 on Twitter. Uh, how's it going, Mike? Hello, Mike. Uh, I really hope Bailey has a hell of an opponent at SummerSlam. She's at the top of her game, and I think they realize nobody on SmackDown can give her the top-level match she deserves. She's the best thing in WWE right now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bailey's certainly been to- making the tour around uh the uh the wwe in all mm-hmm. capacities it seems mm-hmm. um steven is there an opponent that uh that you would like to see her against man i don't i can't think of anyone specifically i, I just i find it funny because i agree with mike but for a different reason like uh mm. you know he he's saying brand new opponent because she she's at the top of her game and has run through everybody which uh you know i don't agree with but i can see the the uh, sentiment of it um but i just want a really nice opponent to freshen this up a little bit and make it less boring yeah <laughs> uh maybe maybe a controversial take here but uh i mean if if the rumors that have been circulating around for a while now may end up being true uh, i know this is supposed to be a triple brand battle royal but uh it would be quite something if maybe wwe was to sign tessa blanchard and have her win this women's battle royal and oh, uh, th- and then hype her up i think that would be pretty tasty that'd uh, be pretty crazy yeah pretty good matchup there for uh for uh for bailey Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. I'm willing to give WWE Underground uh, a shot again if it helps build people like Dabo Kato as mm-hmm. well, uh, Daba Kato rather, as well as help people who need a spotlight. Also, I've said it before. I wouldn't uh, mind Lashley versus Lesnar. Keep that away from a belt and just give me them slugging it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Would Would you see that, Stephen? Would you like to see? Lesnar and Lashley finally square off in just a fight pit kind of scenario on Raw Underground. Man, so th- this might be super weird coming from me uh, with, with you know my thoughts that that I've put out there on Brock Lesnar. But yes, <laughs> like I, I would definitely want to see that a hundred percent. I mean, I, I do think that would be a really good match and definitely keep keep a title away from it and, and just have a really good match because I know I talk a lot of crap about Brock Lesnar, but Yes, him and Bobby Lashley, I think, would be a fantastic match. Um, see, this is the kind of things that that we can look forward to and be excited for with Raw Underground. 
Well, and I think the driving force behind it, too, is that both Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley have actual fighting experience, like actual mixed martial arts experience. Um, and I think yeah. they've been, like, people have clamored for, like, a wrestling match between the two, but wouldn't it be so much better because you, you've got these two imposing figures. Wouldn't you want to see an actual, like, fight between the two? Isn't that what you're really wanting at heart is just to see these guys go yeah. at it? absolutely. Yeah, so I agree. Um, and then Mike also goes on to say, I don't know how I feel about this retribution group. I'm keeping an open mind, but I, I don't know. I'd prefer if we still had the hacker gimmick going on. Um, yeah, yeah, they they kind of just dropped the hacker thing out of nowhere. I mean, it could be, it it could tie in. I don't know. It's possible. I I don't see why it couldn't be possible. Maybe the hacker is in charge of retribution. Right. Uh, Right. That would, that would make sense if they can tie Mm -hmm. everything together. Um, but yeah, um, I'm willing to give retribution an open mind. I don't know how this big reveal is going to go down. I don't know how this is going to shake things out. Um, I, I think that when they've done things like this before with, uh, the WW, uh, I'm sorry, WCW invasion angle, or even like the Nexus angle Mm -hmm. that they had going on, I think there was a clear cut direction that they were going. I don't get that sense right now with retribution. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to wait. I I mean, it's yeah, no, for sure. We'll have to wait and see. It's brand new, so we we really don't know that much about it. We don't know what they're here for. We don't know what they want, uh, anything like that. So, I I mean, uh, like you said, I'm here with an open mind. Uh, We'll we'll see where it goes. Um, I mean, I thought thought the Nexus was great, honestly. Um, I don't know. Missed opportunities in some directions, uh, depending on who you who you ask about that. But um, I, I thought at its core, Nexus was a really good idea. So if they can do something similar to that with the Retribution, yeah, I'm all for it. Well, there you go. Well, good stuff then. That takes care of Hot Takes this week. And thank you all for all of your Hot Takes. We greatly appreciate you contributing to the show and yes, giving us an insight into your own Wrestling Minds listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thank you for that. Um, I, there's no other better way to end up the show here uh, than with a good old rendition of If Wishes Were Fishes. <laughs> yes, of course, ladies and gentlemen. If Wishes Were Fishes is a fun segment that we close our show out with where Steven and I each turn, each take turns rather making a wrestling-related wish and the other grades that wish in terms of real fish, indeed, yes, indeed. <laughs> these are these are these are actual fish found in the oceans and waters all across of this global terrestrial plane. I mean, uh, normally we've given some pretty weird things as uh, <laughs> <laughs> as trophies for if wishes or fishes. So I would say ninety nine percent of the time it is a living fish that exists in the ocean, but not every time. Not every time, <laughs> indeed. Alrighty. Well, um, with that being said, Stephen, I've got a wrestling-related wish. Do you? I do. I do. I think I went first last week. How about you go first? Okay, I can go first. Yeah. Uh, so we had the, you know, we had the the introduction of AW heels, right? And uh, depending on who you ask, it might have been a massive success or a massive failure. Uh, it, it depends on who you ask. Um, but 
what it did give us was kind of our first taste uh, of what an AEW, uh, you know, subscription-based service can look like and the, and the mm-hmm. types of things that would be included on that subscription service. Um, so I know I've talked about this before on If Wishes Were Fishes. I possibly uh, even, uh, I believe I've wished for this again. But I, I think now is a good time to wish for it once more is an AW streaming platform, If Wishes Were Fishes. Uh, I, I really do think it's time. You know, the, the company's coming up on, you know, whether you consider All Out or the first episode of Dynamite to be their their one-year anniversary. The company's mm-hmm. coming up on their one-year anniversary. Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of different people, a lot of different shows, a lot of different things. They have Dark on YouTube, all of these different things. Now is the time to get that into one place, and, and AEW needs to have a spot, their mm-hmm. own little corner of the internet with a streaming platform uh, to watch, you know, pay-per-views, uh, you know, documentaries, interviews, things like that. Yeah, and and I think that's a that's a great wish, and I and I'll provide some clarity here because I, I I have a good feeling of what what you're trying to project here, and I and I want to I want to just clarify, um, mm-hmm. because you can go onto TNT on on their app and you can catch AEW's content, uh, or at least the more recent content there. You can go onto the Bleacher Report app and you can check out the pay per views that you've purchased before there. Uh, you can check that out there, but I think what you're what you're implying here is 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 to have one spot where you can actually buy the pay per views, keep them cataloged there. You can you you might get like a discount if you pay for like a membership. You mm-hmm. can get a discount on the pay per views, but you also have like the exclusive interview content. You can have dark there. You can have the whole back catalog of AEW uh, Dynamite episodes. I, I think mm-hmm. may, maybe that's the direction that you're wanting to go is like an app, actual app like streaming platform app. For AEW, exactly that. That's what I'm getting at here. I, I mean, AEW, uh, you know, as they've always said, and and as we've always said uh, for a long time, AEW is is a very um, like super fan friendly uh, you know, program, uh, and, and so a lot of super fans wouldn't mind going to Bleacher Report for all of their pay per views, and wouldn't mind going to this place for this and this place for this. Right. But uh, if AEW wants to grow as a a casual alternative to WWE they're going to need a spot that has everything that they've ever done right right well and mm-hmm. and and I'll go ahead and 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 second this with the add on of since we were talking about having perhaps that 1 hour women's show exclusive mm-hmm. um then maybe if TNT doesn't pick that up then maybe put that on the app and yeah and, AEW and, plus exclusive show or something right like, I, don't, I don't know yeah. what they would call it but something like that right 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 um i mean you could even call it aew heels if you really want <laughs> though, though that name seems kind of tarnished right now um yeah yeah a yeah. little bit um but it sucks because that name is incredible like that name is fantastic it's a, it's a great name if yeah. that's 100 percent um but yeah i mean i can agree with you on that uh point and and for that um, I, I'm going to give you um, uh, six bass as mm. uh, you know the the bass who um, who actually uh, leap out of the water upwards. They they, they swim upwards uh, upstream instead of downstream. Uh, they have to watch out for those bears, but uh, the, <laughs> I would certainly be jumping for joy for this kind of wish. I love it. I love it. Mm. Thank Indeed. you, sir. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> Um, some breaking news as of the time of this recording here, Stephen. Some breaking news, and this ties into my wish. A new Japan G1 th- uh, Climax 30 
has been officially announced for this fall. I am super duper excited. Oh, yes. Uh, now, with that being said, there are a lot of folks who can't make the show. Guys like Brody King, who might have been able to to do um, the G1 this year. Guys like Jeff Cobb. Guys like uh, even Will Ospreay, um, who, who are not able to make the show. Uh, so, yeah. so New Japan is going to have to get a little bit creative here. Um, a Jay White, I will also mention another big name who has yet to be confirmed, though rumor was circulating that maybe he could make it back. I don't think that's happening, but we'll wait and see. Um, that being said, uh, who can you go to? Who can you turn to on this roster who could put on a good show? Mm. Well, I, I think with this sort of special occasion, for it being the G130, Let's put over somebody whose long-time hard work and dedication to the company really needs to be taken to the next level here. Uh, so what I'm proposing here is that uh, Tomohiro Ichii goes mm. on a hot streak and wins G1 Climax 30 uh, and uh, is uh, basically guaranteed a spot to take on Evil at Wrestle Kingdom uh, 15 uh, next January. Um, you know, have Ishii win the whole thing. He lifts the tournament, and then he cuts a promo, a speech afterwards, saying, "So many people didn't think I was going to make it this far. You know, they didn't think that I had I had what it takes. They didn't think that you know I would ever be in line to get a title shot like this. Well, now I'm here, and he and he proves that he's a dominant fact uh, factor here, uh, going into uh, Wrestle Kingdom." Uh, 15, and that would give uh, the cult following of Tamahiro Ishii, who has deserved for so long to be in this title hunt, uh, the reason to uh, a reason to celebrate. Right on. That that is a great wish. That's a really great wish. I, I mean, Ishii, he was one of the first uh, wrestlers that I that I really got into when I first started started watching New Japan. And honestly, Ishii, like obviously last year's G1 had had a lot of really really great wrestlers in it. I mean, it had Jeff Cobb, John Moxley, uh, you know, so many others. But Ishii w- was arguably the MVP of last year's G1. Uh, I mean, every mm-hmm. single match that he was in was killer absolutely yes. killer and no he didn't win it uh but that's fine I, I still think that he could be considered an mvp from last year's g1 so mm. I, I mean yeah why not I, I mean keep that keep that momentum going keep that g1 momentum going and you know give him that shot give him the the g1 you know final trophy he definitely deserves it and honestly with, with him being in this year's g1 i don't have any doubt that uh, that it'll be another great year of g1 you know what i mean yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm gonna give you uh, gonna give you the full five, full five uh, mackerels because uh, holy mackerel, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, man, I think that just about does it for this week's episode of Headlock Talk. I want to thank everybody who wrote in for hot takes this week. So, thank you again so much for contributing uh, to the show with your thoughts and ideas. Uh, and uh, thank you, Stephen, of course, for, for joining me here today, as Absolutely. always. 
Um, uh, as far as Headlock Talk is concerned, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at Headlock Talk. I'll follow you back. It'll be a good time. You can always find our episodes there on Twitter, uh, which are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Podbean, and anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. So make mm-hmm. sure to hit that subscribe button, that like button, and leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed the show. If not, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Get that negativity um, out of here. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I just uh, I just won't even read it. I won't even pay attention to it. It'll, it'll be fine. Um, but, <laughs> but but in. Anyway, um, if you are uh, needing something here for your post-workout recovery, for sleep aid, for muscle pain, or just headaches in general, I recommend that you hit up naturallyhemps.com and uh, look over their line of new CBD products, including gummies, sublinguals, um, anything else for that matter. Uh, Give it a try out there, folks. Um, You can use promo code HLT10 for 10% off of your purchase. That offer never expires ever, ever. So you can Mm -hmm, always mm -hmm. use promo code HLT10 uh, for discounts on your purchase. Um, You can also use promo code HLT10 at naturallypuresanitizer.com for your hand sanitizer needs. We all know that's very important right now. you got to keep your hands clean, folks. Yes, indeed. Uh, So use promo code HLT10. Buy yourself a couple bottles of uh, hand sanitizer. Keep one uh, with you when you're going to work, in your briefcase, in your purse, whatever. Um, So, uh, you know, like I said, use promo code HLT10 for 10% off on your hand sanitizer purchases. And if you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, you can use promo code HLT10 at AmericanVaporCompany.com. They've got a wide variety of menthol flavors, tobacco flavors, fruit flavors, and even some candy and cereal flavors. So check those out, folks. Uh, Use promo code HLT10 at naturally, uh, not naturally, um, at AmericanVaporCompany.com for 10% off on your order there. Again, that (laughs) offer never expires. Uh, Steven, am I missing anything here? I think it's everything, man. I think it's good. All righty. Well, I greatly appreciate uh, you guys for tuning in today. Uh, thank you for listening in, y'all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. I am joined here uh, over the Internet by the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Y'all have yourselves a great rest of your day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. 
and every day your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.